Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... to the cyberpunk lorecast where style is just as important as substance welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore news and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds i'm your host robots hey there everybody welcome back to the cyberpunk lorecast episode two after the game came out that's what i'll call this one this is uh this is our second one. It's almost two weeks now since Cyberpunk 2077 has been released. And uh, just at the very beginning of this episode, to let you guys know, we will again be avoiding as many story spoilers as we possibly can. Um, we will be talking about Johnny Silverhand and the situation that comes about at the very end of the what I would call the prologue section at the intro of the game maybe about three hours in where you start interacting with johnny um so if that is spoilery to you and you want to not hear about that then maybe skip the end of the show because that, that'll be the discussion at the end before that though we've yeah. got a bunch of other stuff to talk about and as usual i'm your host tom of robots and this is captain logan logan How's your uh, Chinese food dinner? How is it? It's so good. It's really hard to stop eating it. It's really tasty. <laughs> he's, he's wolfing down his Chinese food while we while we get ready to do the podcast. Um, well, I'll do more talking at the beginning so that you can you can finish up your eating. Uh, we're here again live on twitch.tv slash robots radio, of course, with our panel of live viewers chatting. And uh, it's always fun to see everybody in chat. And so thank you for joining us. It is 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday night. So if you'd like to join us live, you're always welcome to do that. You can always get the episodes a few days early by doing that as well. So this week we will be talking about a number of different things. We've got our thoughts on the game now that we're about two weeks into it. Um, some community thoughts. We have some news. There's a bunch of news out there. We've got some patch notes and bugs to talk about in the game. And then we've got the lore and game section at the end where we'll be talking about Johnny Silverhand. So strap in. This is going to be quite the ride. Um, to kick this off, there's a lot of different perspectives let's just call it that in the community and i am a fan of airing all the voices i think that we should listen to the people who seem to be having the worst experiences and have lots of complaints but we should also listen to people who are having a great time and and love the game um i also think that we should treat devs fairly and we should call things what they are and as we discussed last week this is clearly a game that was released early and that is not the devs faults the people who are actually coding the game and designing it it's it was based on a decision by the management board to push the game out early so to to start this off I want to focus on something very positive and and maybe this is something we can carry forward on future episodes but I'd like to have a quick little dev appreciation section at the beginning of this episode because these are people who put in a lot of time in order to deliver a game that hopefully will continue to keep improving but a lot of us want 
to continue enjoying and want you know for the best for it so i, I just want to call out one of the devs today uh and i hope i pronounce your name correctly marcin prizibilowitz I don't think I pronounced it correctly. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> these names are very difficult for me to pronounce with my English uh, <laughs> back, my English word background. Um, but this is uh, Marson is the uh, OST composer on Cyberpunk 2077. And regardless of your experiences, whether it's been crashing on your console or you've been having weird bugs in the game, I think we can all agree <laughs> that the soundtrack in this game is phenomenal. What do you think, Logan? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. Um, there's a really cool Reddit post that I that I saw where uh, someone had like grabbed some of the uh, video of someone playing guitar. Like if you go around the world, especially if you go out to the nomad lands, uh, you'll see a lot of people playing, <coughs> excuse me, guitars. And it's kind of amazing because they're actually playing the notes. And yeah, this was something that was recognized, and and it was cool that Marston was able to uh, to call this out on his on his Twitter, and you know, like I'm glad you guys noticed because yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of workout for that, yeah, to uh, to get that to work. But yeah, I I actually really I've been enjoying the music. Um, the one caveat to that is while I love the tracks, um, I don't know how you've been playing, but uh, I know you've been jumping around. Mm -hmm. I've been playing mostly like a Netrunner, and it is. It is kind of anticlimactic for net runners because if you're like me, you spend ninety percent of your time taking out people through cameras. And when, <laughs> when you're running around as a as an actual person, you're shooting guns and stuff. The music pumps and it builds, and it's like, yeah, this is awesome. And then half the time, you're just like sitting. If you're a net runner, you're just like sitting there through like this this little box of a <laughs> view, and you're just like, yeah, waiting for that guy to poke out so I can. Hack him. send him some send him some cyber viruses and then you look to the <laughs> right and you're like no nah, that's a bad cat and meanwhile this awesome epic music's like and i'm like cool need to switch cameras jamming out watching cameras <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, yeah no I've, I've been shooting fools in the head and chopping their you know limbs off with my uh katana so um yeah, yeah. we're, we're kind of going different routes on that um but yeah, thank you. Thank you, Marcin. Uh, thank you for all of your hard work. I I think the soundtrack in this game is awesome. It's going to be one of those things that I'm sure once once it's available, I don't know if it is available yet, but I need to look that up. But once it's out there, it'll it be is, on my playlist. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is out there. It is available. Um, you can you can pick up the original score. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on all the streaming services, but I know that the uh, the OST is out there mm -hmm. if you guys want to pick that up. And like we mentioned, it's it's really good music. I, I've actually I don't know. Do you want to dive into the radio uh, aspect at all? Because I feel like that's something I've noticed as well, too. Um, but I don't know if that pertains to what he does or if he's just solely OST. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. I'd love to, uh -huh. If anybody knows, I'd love to know more. Um, uh, we've got yeah. so many other things to cover. Maybe we should find out more about that and cover that on a future episode. Uh, maybe there's somebody else who's who, you know, brought all the music together and created the radio stations. I don't know. Um, and on a similar note, well, so first, let's end this. Mar Marson, awesome work. Thank you for putting the time and effort into this. We are appreciating it. And those of us who love the music of, of games and cyberpunk and all this stuff, think you did a phenomenal job. So thank you so much. If you know of a, another developer, somebody who works behind the scenes, I've been trying to expand my Twitter account and follow more of the actual developers. But if you know somebody else out there who did something 
notable in the game and has contributed a lot of time into creating a game that we are all going to enjoy then please let me know send me a, send me a note about somebody and something awesome that they did uh, as part of the team we'd love to call them out on a future episode um so logan it has been another another week i know you've been you've probably yeah. put in more hours than i have at this point um i am without spoiling too many things uh there's a character named pan am and I've finished that portion of the main quest line. That's as far as I've okay. gone. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's <clears throat> I'm I'm at about fifty two hours right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished Pan Am story. Uh, there's a gentleman. Uh, he his story that I just finished up not too long ago. Um, working with Judy. Uh, still got some stuff to do with Judy and I'm blanking on the guy's name, but the, uh, the bodyguard to, um, mm-hmm. Saburo. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. still have a lot to do with him. Yeah. There's certain zones that I really, uh, I, I think it's like Takeshi or something. Yeah. Um, that sounds right. There, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've only gotten a little bit into like the voodoo boy stuff and yeah, I haven't gotten uh, any, any voodoo boy stuff yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been diving a little bit into that, but I've, I kind of took a break cause it felt like it was going to push me down the story route a little too much. And there were still a lot of like, uh, gigs and, and stuff that I wanted to get up. Um, overall though, how are you feeling about some of the, the systems in the game? Um, well, let me uh, back up a little bit. So one of the reasons why I'm only so far in the main storyline is that I've spent a lot of time doing a lot of the little side quests, uh, clearing out. So part of what I did was I spent a lot of my money on a really awesome motorcycle. And then early on, it's like you owe Victor money and you need money for this other. Thing. I'm not going to call out other stuff specifically, but you need some more money in order to forward the the main quest line and so i went from having enough money to like oh crap now i'm broke because i bought a motorcycle so i had to like figure out how to earn some more money so i went on a bunch Mm -hmm. of side gigs and that of course opened up the world Uh in in ways that i thought were interesting and i explored other stuff and then i started creating character builds for youtube uh which was a lot of fun as well um so kind of been doing side stuff in around the game without fully finishing the quest lines if that makes sense. Um, yeah. The systems, uh, I enjoy the combat. The weapons, are I feel, are great. I haven't done a ton of net hacking, because uh, that net running, because it hasn't been my main for my main character. Um, the somber build, yeah. I mean, I've been building characters, and I've been using... Um, it's it's such a long game. You can't just get to the end and then, like, reposition your points in order to try out another build. So I've had to yeah. use a trainer in order to, like, load a level 50 character save, allocate the points, go around the world, try to find the items that I need, and try to do stuff and in order to try out a build, if, if that makes yeah. sense. But that doesn't ruin the story because, you know, the character starts out early and it's a trainer. You're just kind of, like, upping the stats in order to um, put points in things and see how that works. Um, yeah. But... I, I think from a build perspective, there's a lot of different options that are viable. Um, I did a few different builds, and I can talk about that a little bit. Uh, so I did a Sombra Netrunner build based off of the Overwatch character, who's like stealthy Netrunner, and then also has the backup of an SMG um, as, as a weapon if things go down and she needs to you know blow some heads off, um, which is totally viable, uh, being sneaky and you know hacking totally works obviously you're you're going through that 
kind of route. Um, I've created I created a Genji where it was like a samurai, like a, a ninja stealth uh, blade kind of build uh, who can also throw um, uh, knives. That mechanic, I think, is broken because the knives are actual main weapons that you wield in the game, just like you would wield mm-hmm. a katana. They what they should do is they should give you knives and they go into an extra slot like grenades and you should be able to pick them back up after you throw them. Um, but it's mm-hmm. not like that. So what I do, the first <laughs> thing I did when I built my Genji build is I allocated all the points that I thought needed to go to where they needed to go based on, you know, trying to get highest crit and most damage for this and all that kind of stuff. And then I found a vendor who was selling knives and he was he sold a legendary knife and i was like oh this is perfect i'm gonna have a legendary knife i'll throw it in somebody's head see how much damage it does with all the stuff perked out and sure enough you throw the knife and it like lands in their head and you can't pick it back up and then disappears and i was like i just threw away a legendary weapon how does that doesn't make any sense why would i ever buy that and then use the perk to throw it and then throw it it doesn't it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Plus, you don't come across enough knives in the game for them to be like easily stocked in case you want to throw them. Yeah. And you can only do it once before you have to pause, equip another knife, and then unpause to throw another knife. Like it, it doesn't make sense. There's yeah, there's some interesting things about this. Like that, I've I noticed that with um. So I I I bought uh gorilla arms and a mono wire, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you if you've tinkered around with those. I got but gorilla I've, arms. I haven't tried mono wire yet. Yeah, it's it's weird because I I feel like I was kind of um I feel like I was kind of led down a, a path that kind of uh, like I I bought the gorilla arms because I, I don't know if you've noticed but Night City has a lot of locked doors and, mm-hmm. yes. and then there's doors that just don't even don't even give you a prompt. So there's all these doors that I'm like, it says locked. And when I try to open it, it says failed. And I'm like, okay, well I either don't have the, the, like most of the time it usually tells you like, Hey, you need, uh, you know, eight out of nine technique or eight out of 12 technique or, you know, 10 out of 12, uh, body to, or you have 12 of 12 body to be able to rip open this door. And yeah, then yeah. there's some doors that just don't give you any prompt. So I bought the grill arms because specifically in the description, it says you can open locked doors. And I'm like, I did cool. the exact same thing. I did exactly yeah. the same thing because I'm going, a, I'm and, going a, a body build. Like my character has a lot of strength. I use a lot of strength. I hit things with my you know sword and yeah. And I expected, okay, gorilla arms. Now I'll be able to tear open doors that I can't get in. But mm-hmm. yeah, just not and, and you can't. Uh, and same thing with the mono wire. Like the mono wire, I I feel like I I could have swore this was in a video uh, in a fight against animals, where you could throw out your mono wire and hack someone. And I I guess I didn't realize it uh, until I was kind of going through. But you don't actually get to use that to hack anyone. It's more like a, a an electrified whip, right? And right. I, as I was using it, I was like, this is cool, but it's, it's not the thing that I like. I, I was hoping it would be like, I was hoping it was going to be a supplement to my net running, uh, which, yeah. which just, it, it really isn't. Um, so I, I, I have to thoughts on this. Yeah. If that's where you're going, I have thoughts on this because, well, yeah, I, I mostly just wanted to, um, <clears throat> kind of warn folks 
that that if you do see these and you're still early on um don't expect to be able to do some of the things that i was expecting to do don't waste the eddies on it because those the 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 ripper dock costs a lot to get those implants and uh they're cool if you want to go punch someone or if you want to go whip someone but uh don't expect too much additional function functionality but what were you what were you going with that yeah no i have i think that these are a symptom of um having to consolidate uh the the roadmap and the plans for what these actually did in the game i think they probably started out as um role-playing assets meaning like if you have 12 strength and you need three more strength and you've got gorilla arms, then that gives you enough strength to open a door that you couldn't open before or locked doors are no longer locked to you. And it's just now everything's open to you. Um, but that became too difficult to manage and balance. Um, I also think that the monowire was probably originally meant to be, uh, you know, like if, if your stats don't allow you to hack this dude, but now you've got minor monowire, you can now. You know, like it, it's one of those things that you would get that would up boost that stat. Like if yeah. this was a fallout game, that's the way it would work. Would you would get this other thing. And then now, you know, your, your int stat is plus two, which is enough for doing the thing that you needed to do or the conversation option that you were looking for or whatever. Right. So I have yeah. a feeling they're going in that direction and then, then they had to back off from it. So it really just became the like, well, this is just kind of another weapon that you can have that you can just augment into your body, which yeah. is weird because it's counter to the way the other weapons work. Um, yeah, if I, totally. if I'm, if I have a build that means my katanas do tons of damage and then I get gorilla arms, I'm never going to punch anybody because my build isn't or, or spec for that. Even mantis blades, like as yeah. far as I have seen, if you go mantis blades, then you've got mantis blades, and those are separate than your katana. So it's like, what are you going to use? Your your. It's not like you you know. You're, it's not like your blade's going to break, and you're going to have to use you know rely on your body at that point. You're not going to ever get disarmed, so it's not like you have to rely on your blades. Right. It's like if you want blades, you can go with blades, but right at that point. And and the other question I had for you, actually, I don't know if you've run into this because I know you've been making a lot of these builds. Have you found a way to respec at all? No, no, I don't know if you get to end game. Yeah. I haven't looked at this because I'm not at any at the end game yet. I don't know if you finish the storyline and it gives you an option or you go to a Ripper doctor who's like, well, you want to do this now. OK. And then it just resets your, your build. I, I yeah. doubt it. I don't think that isn't. I haven't heard of that being a thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Ishi Stream says, from what I've heard, you cannot. So, yeah, I don't think you yeah. can. I would love for that to be an option. But I, I think all of these things play into this concept of the expectation that this is a game that we can role play and that they had to back off from that in order to focus on the, the main mechanics and the main story in order to at least have something for us to enjoy that was complete enough to enjoy when it came out. Um, yeah, I think a lot of this stuff got cut. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, laying on the on the, you know, the cutting board is the uh, the option to go somewhere and, and change your hairdo or the way that you look physically, you know, like that's not in the game. It's not a thing um, being yeah. able to go to somebody and respect your stuff. That's not in the game. Why not? Like the the ability for clothing to have more than just armor options or to transmog to different options because style is a big part of cyberpunk but why am i wearing the funny jacket with the high heels and the combat you know knee pads like it, it doesn't make sense um yeah 
And I and I I wanted to kind of dive into the idea of customization in this game in general because you you kind of hit it on the on the head with the with the hammer. It's like we we have all these designs to customize our character, um, but it doesn't feel like anything was a hundred percent committed to. It, it always felt like everyone had a post-it note up on the board, and then they threw it in the build. Everyone said cool, and then they didn't really like follow through with everything because yeah. the you can't change how you look in a game that is is constantly flaunting the ability to change your faceplate right and right and i'm and i'm like what why why is it there's so many people can get all these mods and all this chrome but i can't change how i look and the one thing that is the highest armor jacket for me is this gaudy green legendary jumpsuit that i got from the animal fight and i'm like this is disgusting. Like it's, it's horrible. It's gaudy. And I can't, and I can't stand that I have to wear it for the sake of armor. So I'm literally like going to every, every uh, vendor just to try and find something that's a little bit higher armor value <laughs> yeah. so that I don't have to wear this thing. And it, it's, it's a bummer because I'm like, mm. This didn't feel like the cool V from the cinematic trailer that I saw. I was like, where's that V? Where's where's him? And but I see it in all of the characters. You know, I see all the, the characters that I, I run into, and I don't want to, you know, give too many names away, but there are some freaking cool characters in this game. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I'm glad I don't have to look at me because <laughs> and I and I think that's and that just speaks to why these things are disappointing is because on the flip side some of the stuff in the game is phenomenal like the character mm -hmm. design i mean just most of the main characters you come across in fact i would say that all of the main characters that i have come across so far in the game that i have yeah. interacted with are phenomenal character designs they look awesome they're voiced awesome they yeah. they act awesome great characters they, they are great characters they have oh cool God. they've got cool hair and cool outfits and like they're they're just they're perfect for the world and that's if you can do that with those characters then why can't i do it with my character i'm playing in the game but i think this all comes down to rushing the game out and those things ending on the on the cutting room floor i wouldn't be surprised if in order to get this game up to speed with things people are, are asking for and expecting and this ready for a multiplayer version that those things will be added in because how can you live in this world in a multiplayer version of this world without those options? You can you, like a multiplayer version of this yeah. game has to be role playable, right? That's that's the idea. And so I think what we have here is it, it, I mean, No Man's Sky is a great example. Fallout 76 is a great example. People are talking about these other games and how they started out and how they've progressed and gotten a lot better. And I think that this is a, just another example of that is that two years from now, we're going to look back at what was released and then we're going to look at all the things that we can do in the game. Two years later and we're gonna go well the game's a lot better now too bad it was pushed out early but at least now we get the things that we want so i i think we have to look at this as if it's an early release um and that connects to the news is there any other stuff you want to talk about about your uh your experience so far because there's definitely um, other things that we need to get to yeah, no, I, I've, I've mostly just been having a heck of a time. I, I love this game so much for being able to to walk over to a camp, hijack a camera, uh, be able to put an assist mode on a turret, cause one dude to go cyber psycho and then have everyone just start trying to attack him That's and then great. having the turret go after him. And then by the time I'm done, I use a couple quick like uh, synapse shutdowns and, and some contagion. And before I know it, me like 
like leaning up back up against a, a crate this whole time, just kind of like clicking away on, on some, some keys in my head. I'm just like, man, I, I can't believe I just hacked my way through that entire base and I didn't have to fire one bullet. Yeah. That's awesome. So cool. And it's that's what's so cool. cool what's so cool about you describing that is because, is that I have not had the experience at all. Cause I, I am, I am a freaking, uh, I don't know ninja I, I made a john wick mm. build too which I, I think is really cool but I, i'm not doing my john wick build in my main my, my main character i'm just kind of going as i go with the things that seem like what's most fun for me in the moment uh but like yeah. i will instead of doing what you do where you sneak in you hack everybody causes commotion you take everyone out without them even knowing what happened i will drive my motorcycle straight into a group of dudes run a dude over hop off my motorcycle pull out my katana and like bounce from one guy to the next just like you know i'll just like heavy attack slice the guy's head off that i ran over with my with my motorcycle dodge behind a wall as some people start shooting me come out the other side of the wall take out the next dude run into the next dude take a little bit of damage but then like heal myself in the middle of combat as i'm jumping from one person to another and then when there's a sniper dude off in the off in the distance I switch to my rifle and I go and I take a you know headshot him and he falls off the thing and it's like uh, and it feels awesome like I feel like a freaking cyber ninja just busting into some gang and just tearing them all up before they even know it hit them and mm-hmm. and then I look at like all the dead bodies on the floor and the dismemberment and stuff and I'm like you know and there's some of them are sparking and twitching you know or whatever yeah. and I'm just like like yeah that's right (laughs) don't mess with don't mess with v (laughs) it's so funny yeah i totally imagine my guy like sitting behind a a big brick pillar just kind of like bumping to some tunes while everything's going on (laughs) there's all this chaos and madness behind me and i'm like eating a pizza waiting for the noise to stop and then be like oh all right i'm done guess i'm dead (laughs) guess they're all dead now (laughs) time to go yeah so and that's and that's what's so great about the game is that, that that foundation is there um and it's mm-hmm. not just the gameplay stuff it's the stories like story and and i don't want to i don't want to spoil anything but playing through um i should say and and playing through the stories up to where i am right now and having been a nomad and experiencing pan am's story and this isn't a huge spoiler she, she has a nomad background that doesn't ruin anything but being able to connect with her on that level and then find out what happens through that storyline and see what life is like outside the city a little bit like it's really cool it is it's really really cool and the other characters you come across are really cool and the background of the things that they're dealing with and her her background with her clan and all of that stuff really cool having to deal with the organization that you're up against in that part of the quest line it's really cool like there's really really good stuff in in this game it is and it's got what i think is a solid foundation it just needs more time. They just need more time to implement the other things that they've been working on. So, um, so with that, uh, and just to wrap this up, we'll be hanging out after we wrap up the podcast. We'll be hanging out afterwards to probably expound a little bit more on some of this stuff. Um, so if you are in Twitch chat right now, feel free to hang out later, share your thoughts on things, ask questions. And if you are a patron, then you will have the full extended version of the episode. Um, and if you want that, you can always go to the Patreon to, do, to sign up for that. But let's move into news. Um, the big news this week is the PS store, the PlayStation store, delisting and refunding copies of the game. This is probably something everybody's heard of if you've been on the internet at all this week uh, and you're following any cyberpunk yeah. news sources. What do you think about that, Logan? 
It's damage control. It's simple. It, they're they're not they're not commenting on the quality of the game or anything like that. It is purely damage control. Um, what happened? If you haven't been paying attention, is uh, Cyberpunk came, or CD Projekt Red came out and stated that if people want to get refunds, they should seek refunds if they're not happy with the state of the game. Uh, that was not in uh, collaboration with the companies selling the game. They essentially told you to try and get a refund as best you could. Uh, the problem with that is uh, Sony in particular. Microsoft has other ways of doing it, and a lot of other companies like Steam have set processes for digital purchases, things like that. Sony is very particular in their wording. Uh, you can pre-order a game and get a refund for it, but you cannot play the game if you've installed it. And a lot of console players played the game on launch because we didn't have previews of the console versions to give them a yay or nay on their pre-order. They pre-ordered with the faith that the game would run on their console. Now everyone's mileage is varied on this i have a buddy uh blake who has only had maybe six or less crashes on his ps4 and he's loving the game um i can't play it on my one x without it crashing every 10 minutes or so now the the latest patch has helped out with that but we'll get into that in a bit so sony has done the thing that they needed to do they they took the game off of the playstation store so that it can't be purchased so that they don't have to go through the process of trying to refund a copy and they are probably going to require cdpr to pass through the uh through through the um the cert process uh which from what we can gather based on uh on, on stock calls or no what is it shareholder calls mm -hmm. um they kind of got the the okay from the company saying like hey uh the things that you're worried about will have fixed on day one so they started the game and it went out and if you want uh, there is an email available from CDPR if you are if you're not able to get your refund uh, through Sony. But from what I've heard, um, since this has all kind of gone down, uh, Sony's refund system has been very aggressive in making sure that if you want a refund for your PS4 copy uh, or your your your, P your Sony PlayStation copy, whether it's PS4 playing on PS5, uh, it will just give you the, the, the refund. They they aren't really hassling anyone for it. From what I've seen, it seems like they've they've passed along the knowledge uh, to to most of the customer service people to just make sure that this gets done. Um, yeah. and who knows at this point, we, we have no idea. It could, it could be until January when the next patch comes out. I, oh God, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. And I know I'm going long on this. I feel really bad for the devs because the, the devs are the ones that are having to crunch even harder right now because right. there's an entire, there's their, their biggest platform on console has just taken the game off to be able to purchase. And that is a, that is a huge sieve and and it's just leaking money at this point that they are not being able to get if they want to if they want to earn money for for their game so i feel bad for the devs having to spend all this time crunching uh and and diving into um just all all the mess that they have to do to try and get this game stable yeah yeah it it's a bummer um and you know it's again it's not the devs fault it's it's a management decision to, to uh how they're going to message the game and when the game will actually launch 
that's on management and it's unfortunate hopefully hopefully they can do right by their devs and um and the community and you know and they're they're trying to in other news the uh and thank you for summing that up that was actually perfect that was very very uh clear and succinct um <laughs> the <laughs> good job, buddy. Um, the uh, CD Projekt Red could face a class action lawsuit over misrepresentation. This is another article that actually just came out like in the last, I don't know, twenty four hours. Um, maybe not even that much. Uh, there's an article here from IGN, and I'll, I'll just read it because they sum it up pretty well. Amidst all the Cyberpunk 2077's launch is- issues, CD Projekt Red could be the target of a class action lawsuit that accuses the developer of misrepresentation in order to receive financial benefits. As reported by the New York Times, lawyers and investors in Warsaw, Poland, CD Projekt Red is based in Poland, were uh, where CD Projekt Red is located, are circling the situation and are contemplating whether or not they should take action. So there's <laughs> obviously there are decisions that were made for the sense of profit in order to get the game out for the holiday and rush it out. And now they're is a class action potential lawsuit for misrepresenting what will actually be in the product when it comes out. And I'm sure, you know, Poland's laws for that are different for the United States. So I, I don't even know where to begin talking from a legal perspective, but I do understand that this is, this is a big deal. And this is something that I'm sure that they were not hoping, hoping for, um, having to deal with, but you know, it's on the flip side, it's good to hold their toes to the fire and game developers in general, when these things are happen happen because management again shouldn't be misrepresenting what the product is and creating all the the chaos that ensues from that yeah this was this was kind of surprising because i while i i don't know maybe it's just my mindset but um the the representation that we've seen through videos and stuff um the the, the video the look of the game is achievable and that that to me feels like it's not quite as much of a misrepresentation. I feel more let down by some of the things that I was hoping I was going to get to do, but because we didn't get as much depth on certain aspects of the game, then I feel like I, I kind of was, I, I put myself in that position. Um, so I feel like with this, I, I don't know what people playing on PlayStation 4 would expect from a game that is pushing this much graphics especially with ray tracing even even right now um and and there's been some great video coverage on there having the best graphics you can possibly have the best hardware you can possibly have on pc it is still a a a beast of a of a task to try and get the game with ray tracing in 4k with the decent frame rate Mm -hmm. and at that point it's like you know, this game is just a crisis game. And, and were we doing, were we doing cra- uh, class action lawsuits against the, the makers of crisis when that came out or, or was that more of just a, yeah, but how's your system uh, running with crisis kind of thing? Like Witcher two still very impressive game, very hard to run because it's so intensive. And it's one of those things where I, I appreciate that people are wanting to bring lawsuits into it because it draws attention to the shareholders, which are the ones that are going to push the the board to make decisions that improve the PR aspect of this so that the stocks don't tank any more than they already have. Uh, I don't know how far these kind of lawsuits will actually go. Um, if, if it's a route that people want to take, it is a legal legal option for them. I don't know how much it's going to actually accomplish. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Um, again, this is kind of well beyond my experience, especially being that this is a kind of an international thing. So I, you know, I think it all comes down to we live in a time and <laughs> cyberpunk is this part of the story of this, like corporations, businesses need to be held accountable for telling the truth and for not misrepresenting the products. And yeah, I, I mean, that's in the benefit of everybody unless you like being taken advantage of. So most of us don't. So, yeah, um, we had a question here from EC streams. If I if we plan to cover the transphobia stuff. Yes, there's been articles posted about transphobia and CD Projekt Red. Um, I I'm not against covering it. I haven't looked into it enough on my own. I don't think Logan has enough either. And we are also not part of that community to to really do it justice. I, I would rather not discuss it until I feel comfortable enough with the information in order to do it justice. Um, but if you are interested in some of those issues, there are articles out there um, and you guys are welcome to share them on the discord in order to continue the conversation about that. I just, I haven't done my research enough to really even know what, where to begin on that yet. So um, yeah. uh, do you have anything to share about that? Or? Honestly, not at the moment because I, I, I agree. Neither of us are trans or, or deep into the trans community. Uh, they have uh, rights and feelings just like everyone else. And yeah. those need to be respected. I, it's just not a circle that I frequent because I just don't, I don't have a, an end to the circle, if you will. So when it comes to trans rights and stuff like that, um, I see that there has been a lot of kind of, uh, there's been a lot of discourse about it and I, I think until we get a better handle on why people are upset and what they're in if, if that's justified or not um what cdpr or, or what cdpr did to to kind of misrepresent that maybe but again yeah I, i'm right there with you i'd rather do do the diligent research that needs to be done to be able mm -hmm. to speak properly on it yeah and and um i know that we have some people from that community in our discord server so i would love to have some first perspective on that because you know like i said logan and i are not we are uh you know we are i would very outside of that community it's not that we don't know people or have friends who are in that community but i would rather not speak for somebody else um but i would love to hear other people's thoughts and get as much information as i can in order to understand what the issue actually is and what the uh you know the truth of the situation is so um as with anything we we want to just make sure that we do it justice um other news there's a hotfix that is out and um the we've got a <laughs> we've got all the notes here for the hotfix and i'm not gonna there's a ton of stuff i'm not gonna go over every little detail but i do want to point some things out and kind of sum it up um so hotfix 1.05 is now live on pc xbox and playstation systems i think they initially released it for pc and xbox first and then playstation came second i believe uh it was or it was, was it? consoles first and then pc came out PC yesterday came second okay i knew and it was some sort of order of that um so there's a lot of updates to quests, a lot of things where you know certain characters just didn't do the right thing in the right moment during the quest or you know a door doesn't open or a character doesn't move to the right spot or you know those kinds of things um so that's good clearing up those stuff that those things uh gameplay improve the reaction times of npcs taking cover i thought that was interesting the whole like mm -hmm. <laughs> shoot into a crowd and they wait a second and all of a sudden they go ah and they all cover at the same time in unison um this is this touches on character in vehicle ai which a little bit which i'm going to touch on a little bit 
uh, later. Um, correct number of shots needed to kill civilians from a distance while in combat. I don't know what the deal was with that, if it was just too few or too many, but now guess what? You get to kill civilians better, I guess. Uh, lots of visual fixes, um, things like fixed an issue with Delamain's image displaying on top of the current caller during phone calls, you know, like little glitches with that kind of stuff. Fix some U UI overlap. V's mouth doesn't stay open after entering the space lock in Where Is My Mind? I hope that's not a spoiler, but I guess he entered into a space lock for some reason and uh yeah his mouth is just like uh open which of course i'm sure ruins the mood of whatever's going on because that's super dumb looking um yeah <laughs> uh, v appears more modest in the inventory preview after the half year montage winky face i'm guessing he didn't have his pants on um <laughs> that's that i think that kind of lends into the uh to the, the the genitalia sticking out of clothing yeah you swap too fast between items which yeah is, that's that feels so weird like why why i don't anyway <laughs> go on. yeah it's, it's happened i've seen it a few times <laughs> on my characters um uh let's see uh npcs are faster to appear in the quest area during stadium love um I, that makes sense uh, added some warmth to hdr fixing t-posed npcs on certain quests fixed an issue whereby after a brand brand dance it was possible to be stuck in third person view with no head <laughs> that is so that that if you guys don't know what that's about it's kind of funny because your your character when you're actually in the game is not actually rendered um when you are in photo mode it is bringing in, in a, a, a totally separate character model that it is loading in and then mimicking the uh, the, the actions that you have in the actual photo mode. Um, if you look in most reflections, even if you look, have like a complete ray tracing on, if you look at your character model, most of the time it won't appear or sometimes it'll appear, but you won't have a head. And that's because <laughs> that's where the camera is. Uh -huh. And it it's it's it kind of goes back to that customization thing like there are so many weird decisions with with the way that they decided to play to make this game that when i am playing i really have to just like close my eyes and imagine my character looks as cool as i want it to in, in, <laughs> in, because the actuality of that is so completely opposite of what's actually going on and i'm like oh man i i really wish it was because I'm, I'm used to like Sea of Thieves. With Sea of Thieves, you are your character. You yeah. control your character. And you like even if you can't see your character, if you'd make a uh, an emote or something, or if you do an action, the shadow represents exactly what your character is doing. Because mm -hmm. everyone else can see you at all times. Yes. Yeah. And and it's so weird. And in, in this, and this has got to be something that they address with the multiplayer, which makes me makes me. It really makes me think that the that the multiplayer is going to be a completely separate version of the game, and that's how they're going to do like the the microtransaction kind of thing because mm -hmm. it's not the, the main game. Because I don't know how the heck they do multiplayer with the way that the first person stuff is set up right now. Or it and, was meant to be changed, and they didn't get there, so they went with the easier route and just you know, rendered mm -hmm. you in when they needed it. That's why when you go to a mirror, you have to turn the mirror on and it takes a second to like load your character there. Um, yeah. Courier says when my character gets on a bike, he goes bald for a few seconds. Mine does that too. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, silencer icons are no longer displayed with no image in the inventory. Uh, some UI 
things uh, fixed an issue with weapon crosshair persisting on screen the inventory menu no longer closes immediately after opening it for the first time after leaving a car fixed an issue whereupon or whereby upon accessing a fast travel terminal the button shown on the top right corner prompting to open the quest journal would not work so lots of quality of life stuff performance and stability yeah. updates uh multiple updates including reduced uh, crashing uh, miscellaneous stuff off-screen explosions make noise now did you even notice that that wasn't a thing but i guess it was yeah well the the problem is is that so much gets like so much disappears when you aren't looking at the game screen yeah uh like if you turn around like everything just kind of shuts down uh behind you and it's it's really strange i will say that um so last week i would kind of touched on how i can't play this game on xbox one x at all uh and that was even after a console reset reset after mm. i reinstalled the game i've updated to 1.05 and i can play the game a lot more now but it is still absolutely just hard crashes to the desktop and i lose like 15 minutes of progress mm. um so it's really really hindered my ability to kind of swap between rooms to to be able to play this uh on the on the plus side though from what i've heard stadia is a really good version so good good thing they added that option late late to the game because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> folks are having a decent time with stadia um the one thing that i did want to touch on that was kind of that we that we missed was fixed an issue whereby after brain dance so the brain dance thing they haven't mentioned this but in the actual game when you do a brain dance now the little uh lights that go up over your your eyes to to kind of like put you in that coma state while you're doing the brain dance that has now changed it is no longer flashing it is now just a a bright light that kind of gets brighter and brighter and brighter and then it shuts off and you see a quick blip of red and i think that's kind of how they got around the idea that uh these this is a seizure issue yeah uh, where the flashing was a problem not flashing yeah so they, they just kind of make a big bright white glow from the lights and, and change it up. So it's, it's nice that they did that. It's a bummer. Cause it, I, you know, once you know what the original brain dance was, it was kind of cool how it kind of flickered and, and put you into that state too bad. It did too good of a job though. Uh, <laughs> right. They had to change it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the, at the bottom of this, they have very PC specific and console specific updates. Um, we won't go into all of them. You guys can uh, access this. Even if you just look up, you know, hotfix 1.05 for cyberpunk, you'll find, you'll find links to it. Um, but good to know, uh, you know, there, it just shows, you know, like it's been another week. They, there's lots of things they can do in a week. Obviously they're pushing the devs uh, pretty hard to get this stuff out again. Hopefully they're not overworking them. Uh, you know, my philosophy is, we're still going to be here when this is patched in a way that everybody can play it. You know, if you can't play it right now, sorry, but you just have to wait. That sucks. But you know, it is what it is. Treat it like it's an early release. Treat it like it's an early access game. And I will say not, and, and sorry for cutting you off the, the weird stuff that we've seen in this game though, is so, it's so beautiful though. The, the <laughs> stupid weird, bugs that we've seen in this game are just so hilarious like watching people like watching cars explode and then they go flying up and they go flying over your head and then you get launched off your bike because you're looking behind you and you just have all this weird stuff happening like these are some of the memories that you you, you won't forget like when you're actually playing through the game so yeah the game's buggy but oh god some of them bugs are great and that and it leads to the memes 
it's the Bethesda some... experience, you know, and there's something that's fun about that. And, and I agree, you know, like, you know, everybody loves a Skyrim horse, you know, or the Witcher's, you know, Roach from the Witcher three standing on top of the, the building, you know, it's like, how did you even get up there? Um, yeah, it's it, there's a charm to the bugs and they're going to keep working on them. Um, another thing to know is if you have a save file that gets above eight megabytes in size, it will corrupt. Uh, this is most likely due to creating uh, too many crafting, too many items and just creating too many things and then saving the file. So these are very long played file saves that grow and grow and grow and grow. Obviously, that's something they're going to have to patch out. Uh, I don't think it's the end of the world. I'm sure they're going to be able to patch this out. It doesn't seem like, you know, the worst case scenario. It's probably they probably just had some sort of limit file size limit or something that is getting passed and is now creating creating issues. Um, also, uh, the uh, let's let's talk about the character and the vehicle AI. One of the big complaints about the world not feeling finished and lived in is that people and cops and uh, vehicles don't always act like they they should. You know, people will just run to a, any corner and then hunch down and then they don't move anymore, even when they're in danger or you shoot at them. Um, if the cops are chasing you. It seemed like there wasn't any actual AI. The vehicles would just keep going or they wouldn't follow you if you turned around. They didn't react correctly. There's uh, somebody on YouTube. Uh, he goes by Supreme underscore court on YouTube. And you're welcome to go check out this video. Um, I'm going to put it up on screen right now. Uh, they were testing this out. And it's actually kind of cool. Um, here, check this out. I'll narrate it as it goes. He's driving along. He gets the attention of the cops by driving in front of the cops and then running somebody over. And the cops don't react. So he comes back around. He sideswipes the cop's car, which turns on the the real AI. It's like there's a glitch that doesn't turn on the AI. And then the cops chase him and try to catch up. They they turned incorrectly until he gets almost as far away as he can go before the cop uh, disappears before the car, you know, unloads from the scene. And then that's what resets the eye back to the cops don't know they're supposed to be chasing him. So, um, the video is longer than that. He does a little bit more testing around this, but it looks like the AI is coded in the game. It just isn't triggering correctly, which seems like a much easier issue to fix than they didn't put AI in the game at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that was the initial concern was like, why is the world doesn't have a this like we're used to Grand Theft Auto. We're used to like you, you mess with the cops. They come after you. They chase you until they get you or you kill them or you get away. And that didn't have, seem to work. You, have you messed around with like getting more than just like one star when you're actually like get it when you get a warrant out on you? Oh, yeah. And uh, most of the time things just kind of spawn on top of each other and everything goes yeah. crazy and then they just shoot me dead real quick because as soon as I turn around they spawn in front of me and then I die. That's usually yeah. what happens. I, I don't know what it is about the AI how they decided it and I, and I saw an interesting video where someone had tested it out. They got up to a really high roof uh, on one of the skyscrapers. They used a, a gun and they shot at some of the civilians down on the street. Now we're, we're talking like 50 feet up in the air at least and he does a lap around the top of the roof and you can see there's nothing up there. There's, it's just him. And as they, uh, or as they shoot at the, at the, the ground level, it causes the, the warrant system to, to register and cops just spawn out of nowhere. Yeah. And you're like, ah, that is not, that's like, I, I get that, but 
I feel like the system should work is uh, somebody reports the the crime. You have the the warrant out for you, and if you get close to cops, they'll go after you because they'll recognize like you. GTA. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you, but you shouldn't have like you shouldn't have cops spawning on you and, and right. lots of cops too. And it, 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 it feels like not. a workaround. It feels like a well, the AI w- is still broken, so we need people to know that they can't commit the crimes because we, that something has to happen. So we'll just spawn somebody behind them, and then they'll feel like somebody was there. Like it's it, again, it seems like a workaround. That's the symptom of the fact that they weren't able to get the AI completely working yet. And so they just had to put something in in order for cops to be a thing. Um, yeah. So hopefully this gets patched out. Everything works fine. The weirdest instance of this, I was breaking into a building with some security guards who I guess were linked to the cops and messed up, got seen and had to take out the cop who was looking at me. Um, which of course increased my wanted level and I was about to get into an elevator to go up into the building and the elevator door had already opened and I'm looking at the open elevator as I'm trying to like, like I'm uh, there's another cop shooting at me because my, my wanted level has increased from the lobby and the elevator's already there. The car is in the thing and I'm about to walk in and I, I swear seven security people spawned in the back right corner of the elevator just boop, 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 all on top of each other <laughs> and, they, and then they started yeah. shooting at me and it's not like they came down in the elevator car and it opened up and they got out you know like somehow they were notified from the floor above or something uh nope they just kind of boonk right there and i was just like and then and then i shot at them turned away turned back they despawned and then another group of them boop, 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 spawned again and i was like what okay yeah. obviously this doesn't work right yet <laughs> And it's not quite as consistent too, because I've, I've noticed that with like, um, like with missions, but if you've ever gone around the streets and just kind of wandered across like some of the interesting conversations, you'll see those characters that you can kill that aren't considered civilians. And I came across two that were just a a couple of tiger claws talking to a cop. And it was clear that it was like a dirty cop and there was some, some weird going on, but he had the, he had the flap jacket with the NCPD on the back. And I was sitting there and I was like, I wonder what's going to happen. So I pulled out my gorilla arms because I was looking for a reason to use them because I just spent all the eddies on them. And I was like, I'm going to punch that dude in the face. And I punched that dude in the face and he went <laughs> flying. And I was like, cool, time to punch that dude in the face. So I went and I punched the tiger claws in the face. And I was like, there you go, Mr. Cop. I took care of your problem. They won't be bothering you no more. And he pulls out his gun and he starts shooting at me. And I'm like, dude, I did you a favor. Uh-huh. Where, where's the recognition? And, the, and I was just, and I was flabbergasted because I'm like, there should be a switch, like a good and a bad, good guy, bad guy switch. It's like, you took care of the guys that were literally blackmailing you in front of me. I punched him in the face and you're free to go. You're mm-hmm. welcome. But or there's some sort of justification of like, you son of a bitch, you took out my, my gang, my gang buddies. You know, it's like, oh, crap, he's a tiger claw and a cop. Oh, OK, now I get it. That's why he's coming after me. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's it's more complex. So we're going to have to wait for that stuff to get patched in. Um, I, I look forward to that day, though. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Is that like that's what I want? We're close. We're close. You know, like six months, a year from now. This game is going to be amazing because, you know, it's either they fix this stuff and they put it in or their reputation doesn't get repaired. It's one or the other because they promised Mm -hmm. it. Right. They kind of have to at this point. Um, And they didn't promise these specific details that we're, you know, talking about, but they, they promised that the game would work better than it does. 
and that it would be the kind of world you could get lost in and these things would happen. So, you know, something similar to what we're discussing is going to be have to be implemented in order for this to really work. Right. So I just want to be clear about that. You know, like, well, they didn't promise if you punch a tiger claw in the face that the cop's not going to shoot you. Like, OK, yeah, that's that's a little specific, but you guys get the idea. All right. Tell you what, why don't we move to the middle of the episode? We're going to come back. We've got some, I pulled the community. We've got some community thoughts, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Johnny Silverhand uh, when we get back. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean to have a voice? And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. and <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words. He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch move. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so I much. All right there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. Even support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. All right, Cyberpunks. Thank you for being part of the show, especially our patrons. Thank you for supporting us. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you are interested in joining us, we are getting together next week at this time on Sunday night on the 27th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And our upgrade tier uh, patrons will be able to join us to talk about their experiences in the game. And we would love, we would love, 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 love to have some of you guys on the sh- on the show with us to talk about this um, what you've done so far and, and your thoughts. So um, check out patreon.com slash uh, cyberpunk lorecast for more info on that. And of course, if you just want to help out and contribute to the show, you're welcome to do that as well. Even our first level tier members get um, ad free episodes and early episodes and some other goodies as well. So go check that out. And thank you again to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing. Courier in chat says, I still love this game. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like there's still tons to love about it. It's just it's just not finished yet. Um, and I think the community says this really well. If we uh, so back, let's say four days ago on the 16th, I put out a message on uh, our Twitter account, which, by the way, is at Cyberpunk Lore. If you guys want to follow us on there, we'd love to have you follow the channel and check out some of our tweets and um I put out this post that says, after most of a week uh, with the game, what are your thoughts beyond performance bugs? And I just want to read through some of these because we have so, we have such a wonderful community. You, you guys are you guys are still really excited about the game, even though there's bugs. Um, so uh, at Shimino to uh, twenty seventy seven writes beautiful, beautiful, atmospheric, the perfect kind of game to lose yourself into. I've been loving every minute of it. 
Um, Hyperpixie, Hyperpixie Gaming is uh, an ESO streamer who's also been streaming Cyberpunk. Um, she writes, uh, I'm about 26 hours in and loving this game. I play on PC and have been so happy with it. So again, you know, PC players are kind of getting the better experience. Um, let's see, at 16 underscore Philo, P-H-I-L-O, writes, I enjoy it, but it's very rough diamond. High, high and low, low. One more year of dev and that would have been a game for the ages. I think that we're all pretty much in agreement with that. Um, at 20 Gadget Man writes, I love it after getting past the bugs and performance issues. PS4 Pro, so it seems to be doing okay enough to play on PS4 Pro. Although still present, this is one of those games to get sucked into. Though I feel let down by more than a few aspects, it's up there with The Witcher 3 for me, or slightly below. A lot of cut content too. So, and I'm, we've got a, a ton of responses here. Um, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on this as well. So if you want to tweet at us or write to us on the Discord or just share share your experiences on the Discord, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But that's the general consensus is that, you know, it's, again, a wonderful foundation, an amazing world, and we just wish it worked better more of the time. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on, on that stuff, Logan? I can't agree more. I, I love the characters. Every new character I meet, every new story arc I get into, I just fall in love with this game even more and more. The game is the problem. It's it's not the it's not the story or the world or the characters. It's it's or the music. Everything about this game is the fact that it's a game, and that's that's the hardest part. Is they had a vision. It's beautiful. I've absolutely loved everything about it, except for the fact that they've had to try and make it into a game. Um, if this was uh, a trilogy of films and you got to spend two and a half hours with each of these characters as their own story and it kind of interwoven into this beautiful kind of lord of the rings-esque thing in this world god it would have been it would have been up there with you know the marvel avengers type stuff you know like this this has the the quality of a cinematic release for me i just hate the fact that i i run into the weird stuff that takes me out of the experience uh because it's such an ambitious game yeah yeah well um i think i think we've i think we've pretty much summed that up pretty yeah. well <laughs> i think that's kind of been the the theme of the show so far um so let's wrap this up with a, a quick discussion about johnny silverhand in the game um, one of the things that is very notable that is different than what we knew about Johnny Silverhand from the uh, tabletop books from uh, Cyberpunk 2020. Um, uh, uh oh, I'm getting a, a recording error in my my stream. That's weird. Um, well, we might have not have the complete video version of this up for uh, uh, YouTube. But um, one of the things that's that's different is that the um, the stories talk about his death. And, and if you haven't heard about that yet in the way that it is explained in the tabletop RPG books, it's, this isn't really spoilery. Also, we get to uh, relive some of that through his memories. So again, we're at that point where if this is spoiler for you, then, then skip it. But it is all part of that initial four or five hours in the intro that was part of the preview stuff that came out weeks ago. So um, in the tabletop version, he and the team who are are assaulting Arasaka Tower uh, end up in a very dire situation and he gets gunned down by Adam Smasher 
and it is very specifically explained that he takes a shotgun blast to like his midsection and it tears him in two um and that's how he dies and of course the bomb then goes off uh as the rest of the team is able to get out uh in this version of it though we actually experience the events through his eyes we go back we're at a concert we see like his you know the whole bravado with the whole pissed off johnny hates the world isn't he gonna even give the groupies a time of day because he's, he's, on, he's got a plan and agenda he's smoking a lot you know doing all of that stuff and then we have the assault on arasaka which feels awesome because you're shooting arasaka people and doing the you know the thing then adam smasher shows up he guns you down as you're trying to get into the chopper to get away you lay on the ground he shoots you it doesn't seem like your body is torn in two because then you wake up and you're in a chair and you see saburo arasaka and his hench people and the uh tech who's working on you who is now plugging you into the system in order to rip your soul out and then things go dark and that's it and that is a very different explanation than, than we get in the tabletop rpg so um it seems that there is a justification for this because when i tweeted about this today our telsorian games and it's probably jay gray who runs their social media account responded that there is a very specific reason why those two things are different so there's a story reason for this i'm just not sure what that is um it may be that when he was gunned down the the people who survived thought they saw something that they didn't and reported it and it we've got like unreliable narrator thing going on um see jay jay's in chat hey jay he says i know <laughs> smiley face um so if you want to if you want to clarify this you're welcome to you're welcome to clarify it in chat right now uh but the two stories do seem to diverge they are a little bit different um so I wanted to point that out there because we did talk about this leading up to the events of 2077 and we're, we're getting a different kind of spin on, on the events that happened. Um, how do, there's a few things at play, I think it says plat, but I think you say play. Um, so w while he's typing in there and going to share whatever he does or doesn't share, uh, what did you think about that whole experience in that, um, in that moment going back and reliving all that? This was pretty cool because it it reminds me of that 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 game trope that you see with a lot of RPGs where they're like you're the hero and you have all this amazing power and you're gonna go into uh, this first fight right when you start up the game and then you're gonna really like work hard and try and beat this boss but uh, the boss takes you out and you're stripped of all your power and you have to start over and you wake up and you're not sure where you're at um, being able to see through Johnny's eyes uh, really kind of ex explains a lot of what we've seen in the videos and stuff leading up to the game's release. Um, the thing that was really kind of crazy about this is that when you go in, um, when you wake up as Johnny, you're already at a concert, you're already like dealing with uh, Carrie and you get a really interesting choice uh, when speaking to Carrie, you get two options to be able to talk to him. And that actually comes up later in the game. It's not as important, but it is interesting that they, that they at least alluded to it because there's a bit of agency in this quote unquote memory that you have. And it's like, are you writing time or are you not writing time? Uh, but I love that they had Rogue and Spider and Thompson in there. Um, and, and I, and I just, I love the idea that 
uh, when you get to Arasaka Tower, you're using Johnny's gun. He's got a very, very flourish uh, style of reloading his pistol, and he's just kind of one-handing the pistol as yeah. he's running around. Right. Uh, and you know they set off the bomb, and then Adam Smasher comes in, smashes because he's Adam, and you get dragged off uh, with these these Ripper doctors next to you, and then you get taken to this other facility where uh, you were you were looking out through this window, almost as if it was like the end of uh, Fight Club, and you're watching all this chaos happen in the distance in Night City, and that's when you actually have like uh, the Ripper doctors or the techs there um, put this this device, this Soul Killer, onto Johnny and rip his memory, and. The reason why I think it diverges is is kind of explained here by Jay. Did you want to jump into? Yeah, to- uh, yeah. This is uh, this is really cool. Thank you for being here, Jay. Um, so he writes uh, a few different points. One, the chip is damaged, right? Makes sense. Uh, two, this isn't Johnny, but a copy of Johnny, right? It's not. It's the copy of his personality out of his body. Um, three, and this goes to the unreliable narrator thing that I was guessing, uh, Johnny needs to be, he's an unreliable narrator. He needs to be the biggest actor on stage. Notice how his gun is one-shotting every guard and blowing off limbs with a single bullet. Yes, and that felt awesome. I loved I loved that. Um, notice how a seven-foot-tall cyborg gets gunned down, but somehow Johnny gets taken down without a scratch. Notice how Johnny is playing with samurai, despite the fact that it takes place almost a decade after samurai broke up. Yeah. Uh, And then Jay goes on and says, of course, Johnny takes center stage. Of course, he's responsible for the bomb, because if there's a nuke, how could he not be the one who said it? He's the hero. Of course, he gets a confrontation with the big bad Suburo. Yeah, that makes sense. And and, and it's it's the memory that Johnny would want to want to have remembered based on the spirit of who he is rather than necessarily what actually happened. and without giving too much away, because um, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. But what he says is absolutely true because there's contradiction in memory in the future uh, dealings with with Johnny. Like, and it's not like a, it's not a major side story or not a major story plot or anything. It's actually like a smaller side portion of it. But it was an instance that I was playing through it, and as I was kind of like playing through it, I was like, not everything Johnny says is a hundred percent accurate. I don't even know that he actually knows what he's saying because I think everything he has are literally the emotional feelings in memory form of what the first or what the actual Johnny had. And he is just kind of like, you know, he's grabbing some amphibian DNA and he's sticking it with this dino DNA to make a kind (laughs) of dinosaur. Right. It's a patchwork of of memory. Yeah. Yeah, so you're not you're not getting the full story, the 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 accurate retelling, but you're getting the emotional feeling behind what Johnny's doing, and um, it's it's interesting because this game picks at emotion so much at how Johnny feels about a situation, how you should feel about a situation, how um, how like the the two of you having to go through the same feelings it's he he really is your conscience in this in this instance and it was this and it was the discussion that we had when we first were looking at how this game is going to play out that it's cool that johnny is with you because if you were just if you were just you you would have your own choices but as soon as you get presented with an interesting choice 
um, there's Johnny right in the corner. And I almost expect him to pop up every time I go into an elevator now to, to have his own little, like, mm-hmm. I gotta have a, I got two cents to share about this. Right. And, right. and why aren't you, why aren't she smoking yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. it, it's such a great literary tool to, to have that, that counterpoint ever presence because they give you the option to, to say whatever you want. And as far as like the, the yay, nay, or indifferent, but they don't have an emotional reason uh in in most games johnny is that emotional reason he's Mm -hmm. the one that's saying like nah screw that court person you shouldn't you shouldn't make this deal or you know whatever you want and the ends justify the means yeah yeah you have to start making decisions on how you feel versus how johnny feels instead of just assuming that how johnny feels is the right way to go Mm because it's not johnny it's just a copy yeah yeah and even if it was johnny it's not necessarily the right way to go it depends on true. It depends on your goals and how willing you are to sacrifice other people in order to achieve those goals and whether you think the ends justify the means like and these are all wonderful moral dilemmas and they all take place in those decisions. When when you were playing through this, um, the subtlety that I thought was really cool. Did you did you uh, I, I, I the link that you sent me, I, I got to watch the video of someone going through the, the Arasaka mission again. Yeah. There was the part in there where thompson is is commenting about why there's music going on in the background and then why there's a concert going on at the base of arasaka and uh rogue is right there telling you like yeah that's johnny's idea and it's like it's such a cool nod to what artel sorian has in the books uh to kind of sit there and say like yeah this this is all stuff that is based on the uh, the original event but it is the copy's memory of it but it's so cool to to have like yeah you're not going to go through the whole concert aspect of it you you're not going to go through the whole like assaulting arasaka but you get little tidbits of it the the first person perspective and it, it was such a great way to 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 dive into it yeah yeah i think so too i think the other thing that was really notable about that whole section is um having to deal with somebody else in your head um and your reaction to it and trying to survive that and process what's what you're seeing and you're going but then also how angry johnny is (laughs) when he when he realizes that he's stuck in your head and he's just pissed and he's he's almost just ready to kill you because and and that's basically what the program is doing anyway which may be representative of that being what the program is doing even though the conversation changes from that point on um but that whole section was really good the the last thing i really wanted to get to here was uh how how do you feel so far about uh keanu's uh playing of the role Mm. honestly it's tough for me to like johnny for most of the stuff that that we're seeing um you the the seat the dialogue sessions that you have where it's like a, a full dialogue session like I've, I've had a couple moments where i've had long discussions with him those are great uh because you you have a moment to you you have time to live in that moment for a second and you actually have the opportunity to get to see the 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 ebb and flow of how he's feeling about the situation um a lot of the time when you're playing with johnny in your head it's like one-off lines or, or quips and it doesn't really it, it's so hard to sell that in a situation because he is just that that background noise um and i and i don't 
I don't like it nearly as much as the times where I get to actually have like a, a, a philosophical dis- discussion about the uh, pros and cons of going against corpse in, in general. And mm-hmm. those are the moments where I'm just like, oh, God, I want more of this because it's it's so real. And everything else just feels like, oh, yeah, I get it. He, he did a couple lines. He's leaning up against something. He's smoking a cigarette, telling you you're stupid. I, I want. <laughs> right. Well, it's the that. beginning of like the beginning and the end of every like main quest section you get some sort of like decompression talk with johnny about what's going on kind of adjust your expectations like there's yeah there's kind of they kind of bookended it seems like well the, the so that's the interesting thing is 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 some of the later missions um that are side gigs uh are more fleshed out with him and you actually get to spend some time with him uh without main characters involved and you're just like this is out of nowhere but this is a really good discussion and and i i, I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's actually done it but i've i've actually really enjoyed some of the side gigs where it's just me johnny and a couple randos uh trying to work things out as as i get dragged into a weird situation and see where it goes <laughs> mm-hmm. um otherwise it's always like him just yeah bookending the like the the main storyline mission because he's not the main character the other character is in in those missions right um but yeah the, it's it's hard to compare when you've got pan am or judy or river or you know any of the the main characters that that you you come in contact with they're so so well thought out and so well realized that i'm just like man i i want to spend all my time with river and his and in, in, in his his dealings and stuff or oh i'm you know i know i'm a street kid but i'm, I'm ready to run off with pan am and and leave this whole <laughs> this whole thing behind and you know and judy i'm like have I some, just have some nomad her. babies <laughs> yeah just go have some nomad babies like i just want <laughs> i just want to just run off with her and, and oh, it's like there's there's all these different characters that i'm just like these are so cool i love these characters and then you get johnny and he comes in and he's being a dick and i'm like <laughs> really dude really yeah like this was a this was a good moment and you're just gonna come in and throw a quip in here and i'm like oh, don't play me like that no but it's good like that's i it's it makes it more real um yeah. I uh, so my perspective. So how, did, how did you feel? Uh, we just strike writes uh, loved Reeves as Johnny, and what I like about Keanu Reeves as Johnny is that most of the time Keanu Reeves is a likable character, or the good guy, or a like dark hero who's still likable. You know, like John Wick isn't a nice guy, but you feel bad for him because they killed his dog, you know, and you're like, you want him to kick the, you know, the, the gangsters butts and shoot them all in the head. And then, then he goes and does it right. And he doesn't talk a whole lot and he does what he needs to do. And he does his thing. And, and you just kind of like him. Um, you know, I, uh, who else could possibly be considered, uh, Constantine, you know, he played the character Constantine, who's another one of those anti-heroes. Right. But it's counter So you kind of like him. I, I think it makes sense because you, you want to like him because you know it's Keanu Reeves, but at the same time, there's things that he's telling you to do, and there's ways he's treating you, and he's just a, kind of a jerk. And you're like, it, it's that tension between like yeah. I want to like him, but I also don't like him. But I but it's also kind of charming that I don't like him because he's kind of cool. He's a cool rock star guy who wants to 
destroy, you know, Arasaka for what seems like good reasons. So th- there's that tension, and that, and I think that it all just comes down to that tension. And having an actor like Keanu adds to that tension. If it was, if it was somebody else, I don't know that it would it would play as well. That's it's tough because I'll, I'll be honest. I love Keanu Reeves. He's a bit stiff in some of these lines. And, and I, and I gotta say, like, compared to the other character voice, the other voice actors, I get a lot more warmth or, um, emotion behind some of the lines. Always like, that's part of his charm is that like the way he delivers (sighs) lines is always a little bit odd. There's something about the way he talks and and uh, I will swear by this. It doesn't matter if it's the Matrix, if it's John Wick, if it, whatever, any of his roles. He's always a little bit awkward in his delivery. And it's just part of who he is. Um, yeah. It's not that he's not acting the role because I think he's a good actor. It's that he's there's just something in his delivery that's very different from most people. And I can't put my yeah. finger on what it is. But it's not that he's not feeling it. It's that yeah. there's almost a smooth quality in the way he delivers it. Every line has kind of a rhythm. You know, it's it's something about that. I don't know yeah, what that is. I can, I can agree. There's definitely a cadence that he has when he's speaking, um, mm-hmm. like an emphasis on certain punctuation that that really kind of it's it's it. I would love to to dive into YouTube and try and find some videos on people analyzing his dialogue. It's one of those weird weird things though when you come up to other characters who have uh, like like just kind of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just, it, maybe I'm just being a little too critical of, of Keanu. It has nothing to do with his, his stature or how he was promoted in, in the game or how he's supposed to be uh, a big ALS actor or anything, but I feel like I connect better um, with the, the other characters, the tertiary characters in the game compared to Keanu. Uh, and maybe you're and, and supposed not- to. Maybe. I, I mean, there's definitely parts where I'm like, yeah, I'm totally down with uh, with with Johnny in this instance. And I totally resonate with his with his opinion on something. And I and I go his route and other times where I don't. But most of the time it, it comes across as it's the delivery that I that I feel weird about. And mm-hmm. I just can't pinpoint it. But it, it, it's definitely just the way that he's actually saying his lines that I don't know anyone could do any better. But I don't know that it sells it quite as well as the other characters I yeah. run into. Well, when, when you are a voice actor, you are laser focused on the delivery of your voice and how your voice sells the emotion without physical cues. Um, yeah. So there is uh, <laughs> there is that copy of Johnny playing the part of Johnny. Jay Gray says, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm willing to take the heat for this and saying that Keanu isn't as good as as the other characters, in my opinion. I I, I personally think the other actors did a, a really really good job with their characters. So if you guys want to hate on me, you can hate on me for that. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I I don't think that Johnny is the best actor in in or the best actor in this game compared to some of the other characters I've talked to. Yeah, well, I mean it's a it's a high bar. I mean, you have a bunch of great voice actors in a mm-hmm. game of this caliber, so. It's, it's tough. It's it's you know. Yeah. It's like it's like saying if everyone else was a ten, he was a nine. You know. It's like it's yeah. still good. <laughs> but I do. I will say I do. I absolutely love everything he does. There's not a movie that I that I have haven't seen him in that I haven't just absolutely loved. So I know how good he is and how amazing he is. I just don't think that this was his his best performance. Fair enough. 
fair enough. I'd love to hear um, the rest of the community's thoughts on this as well. You know, feel free to shoot us notes on Twitter at Cyberpunk Lore or on Discord. And uh, I think that wraps us up for this episode. We had so many things to talk about still. Um, we'll be back next week with our patron episode and talking about whatever the patrons want to talk about. Probably their experiences with the games and those kinds of things. And then yeah. it'll be a new year and we will be moving on to Cyberpunk Lorecast year two and having updates for, you know, hopefully I'll have some new graphics and, and things going for that. And um, anything else going on, Logan? You got going on before we head out? Um, Keel Hall is still going really strong. Uh, I just kicked up a side project in there. So if you guys are on Xbox and have Game Pass, um, there's a lot of great indies on there. And I started up a show within a show uh, for a friend of mine who plays a lot of indie games. So it's called Destination Indie. It's in the Keel Hall feed. So if you guys uh, would like to know some of the good games that you can play now with and included in your Game Pass, um, definitely check out the uh, the the Keel Hall Discord, you'll find the Destination Indie in there. Uh, we had a really good time talking about um, uh, just indie games in general because I, I I really don't jump into them when I'm spending you know fifty some hours in ten days on Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, where is the time? There's too many games to play. Um, well, cool. Uh, I've got all the normal stuff I've got going on. RobotsRadio.net for all of our shows, uh, Logan shows, my shows, um, everything else going on. We've have some new shows on the network including Roll to Cast, who just wrapped up a Cyberpunk Red playthrough. So if you haven't checked out somebody playing tabletop RPGs, that is where to go. Roll to Cast, R-O-L-E to Cast, or just go to robotsradio.net. You'll see them in the list. Um, they're awesome. They're uh, a bunch of awesome Aussie uh role players and actors and they do a really amazing job. Their characters are, are really fun and the story is really, really good. So go check that out. Um, yeah, Roll to Cast is amazing, and and they work with uh, Artel Sorian. They've they've connected with with them and um, gotten approval from Mike Pondsmith himself on the stuff that they've been doing. So you should go check it out. Uh, let's see, anything else going on? I think that's most of it. But you know, stay tuned. We'll always share more as it comes. And until next time, Cyberpunk, stay safe in Night City, and we'll talk to you next time. See you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. 
Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside. Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier Podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinsky. And I'm Dogbark24. We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE to PvP and everything in between. There's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We, we hope, hope you, you check, check us, us out. out. Thanks! Thanks. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using threecountthoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell. <laughs>